0: You've reached Revolution and Fitness podcast episode number three. Today we're going to be talking nutrition and fitness and their roles together in getting yourself healthy. You know, this time of year, uh, New Year's obviously, New Year, New Me kind of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of questions about how to do that. It's not very complicated. It can actually be very easy. Today we go over some of the things uh, that we personally do and things that we have found that work out for us. I've got Clay Peritor. He's a catch wrestling and jiu-jitsu member of Revolution Fight Fitness. We also have George Bonesaw Comer, who was the MMA and catch wrestling coach at Revolution Fight Fitness, discussing all of these topics. And I'll tell you, at about 5 minutes and 30 seconds into this podcast, I believe it's probably the best unrehearsed moment you'll hear in podcasting today. It's hilarious. Check it out. LFG, baby. Again, here we are, episode three of the Revolution Fighting Fitness Podcast. Uh, I've got Clay Peritor here, along with George Bonesaw Comer. Yo! Uh, Just to get into it, uh, Clay is a BJJ guy. He uh, came over from uh, Netto Gomes with uh, Brett Snyder, and he's got a good background in research and nutrition. So since we started the Revolution um, Fitness and Nutrition page, Figured it'd be a good time to discuss some uh, nutrition stuff. So, Clay, how you doing, man?
1: Good. How are you doing today, Tim? i yeah, doing all right. Yeah. Um, just to reiterate, I'm not a nutrition professional or anything like that. I've just taken the initiative to actually do some of my own research like I feel we all should, um, especially when it comes to diet and being active. Yeah, before you put something healthy. in your body. I yeah. feel like
2: not enough people do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what, what kind of research have you done? And, and as I know that you've listened to a lot of podcasts. You've done a lot of um, just reading. I, I, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago. We talked for about an hour and a half about just nothing but nutrition. And, you know, you don't realize, you know, you know until you really start talking to somebody, you don't realize their knowledge uh, on a topic. And, uh, you know, Clay, Clay had a, a whole plethora of information so what kind, of, what kind of things have you researched and uh, looked into?
1: Well, There are a lot of great resources out there, uh, especially on podcasts. And then I always recommend don't take podcasts f- at face value. Um, if, if any of them are worth their salt, they, they post their resources. And there are plenty of studies you can read on the Internet. Um, whether you're wondering about a supplement that uh, could potentially help you in your game and keep you healthy and keep you on the mat longer or keep you in the ring longer, um, there, there's a lot of reading that, that we can all do. Um, it just takes initiative. Do you have any kind of vetting system when it comes to the research that you
2: look at in terms of what's credible and whatnot? Cause I know there's a lot of information or um, a lot of conflicting arguments about how, uh, like Coca-Cola will fund nutrition, um, studies and, Oftentimes, that there's some kind of influence, like saying that certain like Coca-Cola products are healthier than they really are. Do you take any with a grain of salt, or do you dismiss any, or is there certain publications you lean towards?
1: Or yeah, I definitely I'll more or less pay attention to the chatter around the study. Um, a lot of them will have ratings, and and people who know a lot more than I will than I do will actually uh, make their own comments and judgments on a study and say, um, yeah, this sounds like a study that, you know, may have uh, a little bit of bias built into it or something like that. Recently, there was that study about eating, uh, being absolutely there, there being absolutely no health risks to eating red meat and that kind of stuff. Um, and then it came out later on that, you know, certain people that conducted that study actually had conflicts of interest with, uh, uh, I don't know who it was in particular. Yeah, it
2: could yeah. have been. It could have been like yeah, some beef company or something yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely it's wild. Yeah, that and, happens.
1: And and to keep up your your ethical boundaries, you're supposed to disclose all of those kind of relationships that you might have. Right. Um, and apparently, some people in that study didn't.
2: This should be first and foremost. Yeah. yeah. Right. People
1: suck in general.
2: Yeah,
0: and I, mean, I know, hate humans and, so much. And, and, and you know that's why you know you you can listen to all the the experts. You know, like you know Clay said, he is not a nutrition expert. But, you know, the thing is, you listen to some of these nutrition experts, you know, they have their own their own agenda. They're compromised. Or, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. these, if, if the expert is a vegetarian, he's not going to, you know, talk about how great the keto diet is. He's going to tell you how awful it is and how you're going to die if you eat it. And, you know, right. so it's it's so, you know, like like Clay said, you know, doing research on your own is really the most important thing because there is no magic bullet out there right. by by any means. I mean, something that works for, you know, you or George or anybody else may not work for me. And, you know, that's what I think people get kind of sucked into that theory that, well, I'm on a diet and I'm not losing weight. I don't understand why. Well, that might not be the diet for you.
1: Right.
2: And, Clay, I have a question for you. And uh, I, I might be wrong about this. Did I hear, I may have heard this about you? You lost a lot of weight, right? You're, you're pretty chevelle now. But were you, <laughs> were you, did you lose a lot of weight? Is that true? Or am I making this
1: up in my mind? Yeah, I, I did. Um, back in. Probably 2016. It's been a while. I've been I've been eating keto for a long time consistently, uh, only deviating from it for uh, your whiskey. A little bit of time. Actually, whiskey's, whiskey's keto. keto. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> you can't say that again. that <laughs> right I became the table. A, a nutrition expert right there. That was some Whiskey and and vodka that's not mixed with any sort of sugar or, or sweet uh, uh, flavors is uh, is actually keto as well. All right. So, so the margaritas um, I was drinking last night were not. No, those right. probably were not keto. Okay. But. Um, Yeah, uh, so I've been eating keto for a long time. I was always uh, an outdoorsy kid, uh, very active doing stuff, Um, developed sort of a muscular structure just from that. But I was always a bigger kid uh, ever since, uh, like, middle school. Um, Never played any sports. In fact, BJJ is, like, the first sport I've ever, you know, really gotten into and really pushed myself with. Um, So... But before I I started BJJ, after high school, um, I started working out a lot. I built even more muscle. Um, But, you know, I never, I was never slim ever. Uh, And I was built like a football player. I mean, all my weight was right in my center of mass. My, you know, my arms looked muscular. My legs looked muscular. Um, But I was never able to shake that, like, you know, last bit of fat, you know? And then I really started digging into nutrition. And I was always eating low carb, and I'm like, I'm on the protein bandwagon, uh, you know, having my protein shakes and stuff all the time. Started doing research on keto, and um, keto really worked for me. I I had uh, about 40 pounds fall off in six months
2: holy well, shit yes, snap was, we I love was, to swear on this podcast snap yeah. no, 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 I don't know I think we ever made that rule yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I was at I was at about 240 and yeah I lost 40 pounds in, in six months and then some more came off you know slowly, right. but and now I'm where I'm at at about 195 and the lowest I ever was was like 180, something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I like where I'm at now.
0: All so. Right. so, you know, talking about, you know, I know we we're talking about nutrition. You brought up, you know, jujitsu. Um, what, what's your background with that? And, you know, where, where are you planning on taking that to? Uh, jiu Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I plan on taking
1: it as far as I can. And I really look at all the stuff that we're discussing right now synergistically because... I wanna be able to stay on the mat as long as possible. I picture doing, uh, I picture practicing Jiu Jitsu with my kids mm. um, or some sort of martial art. I think that it's good for kids and I think it's something that everybody should do. So my whole goal here is to go as far as I possibly can without busting my body and, and right. you know having having uh, issues related from not eating right and taking care of yeah. my body. And the sport rewards longevity. So if you're treating right. your body right, right
0: yeah. yeah sure so we did a poll on uh revolution uh, fitness and nutrition page and actually we did two of them one was about diet and one was about fitness and the diet one came in we had intermittent fasting as everybody's preferential diet plan um with caloric deficit right next to that and keto came in third vegetarian fourth and I do need to make sure I point out that the whole 30 diet got zero votes because it's an awful diet. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible mess. You said what it was? A 30 diet? The whole 30. I don't know what that is. You can't. It, everything you eat has to be whole food. There can be no soy in it. There can be no beans in it. There can be no added sugars. There can. There's all kinds of different rules for it. So and they're it, saying it's bad to eat whole just straight whole foods when you when you try to make a recipe out of something that doesn't have soy you go in and get a can of tuna fish all right it's got soy in it <laughs> i believe it okay so yeah. to go through the grocery store and read every single <laughs> and there's all different types of chemicals that you're not allowed to have so you know basically you're eating salads and steak you know you can't i made a recipe it was like it was like mm-hmm. zucchini noodles that were just literally like those you know shredded zucchini um with tomato sauce and meatballs, but the meatballs couldn't have any flour in it, so you had to use coconut flour and it, you know, couldn't have any wheat in it. And it it's a it's a it's a bad diet to try to follow. I, it's tough. It's I very see, I tough. can only
2: imagine your bathroom. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 but um you know, we, we talked about um keto a little bit and I know that, you know, vegetarians out there, um Probably you're gonna hate all of this, but I I do keto. Um, you you know, give me a quick rundown keto. on keto.
2: Keto. I have an idea, but I just want to make sure I'm on the same page as you guys. If we're gonna discuss yeah, Keto,
0: it. I kind of go to the extreme <laughs> of keto. Like I do it just like everything else, you know. I just kind of go all all in on it. Um, keto is basically your are completely. It's a little bit different than paleo. Oh, but okay. it, it, paleo, it, they're, they're right along okay. the same right. line. Um, paleo allows you to eat a little bit more carbohydrates, oh, yeah. um, more vegetables and things like that. The keto, you're essentially trying to cut carbs out of your life. Um, I believe an, a person that's on keto, I think it's recommended under 30 grams of carbs.
1: Yeah, yeah. under 30, 30 um, if you were really trying to lose weight quickly, I would say thirty carbs overall, including fiber. Um, In a day or in a day. Okay. Yeah. Um that's what I did when I including fiber. Including fiber. Wow. Yeah. So but if you were just trying to like like once you're set and you're in ketosis and all that stuff, I mean I eat I still eat a ton of vegetables. So I'm usually hovering around fifty carbs a day and then under thirty net carbs. Wow. So um and then you also get a high proportion of that from uh, a high proportion of macros from fat. So you try to get like 75% fat in and then, uh, the, the remainder is protein. Wow. Um, so typically
2: what's a healthy fat then, or what's a good fat that you would eat?
1: Uh, I eat the shit out of avocados for sure. Oh God. And avocados, avocados, um, uh, saturated fats from red meats. Um, uh, I definitely like grass fed butter. Um, all your healthy oils like olive oil um, and avocado oil. And- is coconut oil good? Coconut yes. oil is very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an MCT type of oil, so it's very good for you.
0: Yeah, that helps. That actually helps kick you into ketosis too. Getting those um, those things. And you know, I do I do intermittent fasting with keto, um, and I believe that you do too in our talks, Clay. Um, and that basically is at two o'clock in the afternoon. I eat my first meal. And at 10 o'clock at night, I eat my last meal and I only eat twice a day and I eat in an eight hour window, 16 hours I fast. And that's what basically intermittent fasting is. So, you know, sometimes, you know, in order to, and that works for me, um, and sometimes in order to lose weight and to kickstart your, your weight loss, you may have to incorporate more than one diet plan, um, you know, or, or mix and match some of them, you know, vegetarian and intermittent fasting or, you know, caloric deficit and, and keto, um, you know, t- typically they don't have a huge uh, restriction as far as clo- calories on keto, um, but you know, like anything else, if you eat ten thousand calories a day, you're going to get fat. You know, I don't care what you, you eat—vegetables—and yep. you eat ten thousand calories a day, you're going to get fat. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that, and that also harkens back to what a lot of uh, people who don't support keto um, or or a lot of diets for that for that matter. A lot of people will go back and say. No matter what you do, all these diets, you have to incorporate uh, caloric restriction, Mm. which to an extent that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, In my case, you know, when I was eating like high protein and not really doing keto or anything like that, I I had to keep my calories pretty low to like lose weight when I started doing keto. And you're actually in ketosis and you're fueling your body with fat. um, I found that I could eat. I didn't even really watch my calories. I was just making sure I was hitting my macros, not, you know, mm-hmm. grossly overeating and I was just fine. And just to just to clarify, I am not pushing keto as a as a specific diet for anybody. My whole methodology is that everybody needs to figure out what diet is um going to work for them, what way of eating is going to work for them long term to be healthy. Uh I know we're talking about weight loss specifically, but You know, there are plenty of people out there that don't need to lose weight, but they need to be healthy. Right. Um, I was going to ask you about recovery. Yeah. Do you do any research on
2: diets in terms of, like, what do you need to recover from workouts and fitness? Do you
1: any information on that? Um, Typically, I do... I handle recovery with supplementation. Um, A lot of the stuff that you'll hear from uh, people who've know how to work out and they they weight lift and that kind of stuff i supplement with bcaa's uh i don't supplement with protein because for my way of eating i get plenty of protein protein, just from meat
2: what about aminos uh yeah yeah uh
1: like uh bcaa's oh yeah yeah. Uh, and then i'll um when i'm not trying to like lose weight and stuff like that i i usually consume creatine um on a regular basis uh, definitely a lot of vitamin C. Um, Do you I'd, retain to, water with the creatine, a little bit. Yeah, little. yeah. The last time I cut for a competition, I I think that I'm estimating that I lost about four pounds of water weight, mostly from creatine. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I retain a little bit of water from that. I think everyone every, that's that's how it actually works. So, gotcha. Everyone will retain some water from creatine. Um, from a recovery standpoint. Some people think that they should just be slamming protein all the time, and that's not the case. Uh, your body is not going to use, if you're taking in massive amounts of protein, it's only going to use so much at a
2: time. Right, and then you're just pissing it out. so You're just pissing away money that you're sure. spending on supplementation. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and the protein will actually make you gain weight. I mean, because it's just going to turn, it's basically going to break those proteins down into carbs, and your body's going to use it for fuel. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: You know, and the, you know, another interesting thing um, that, uh, you know, as far as burning those calories and burning that protein off and things like that, something that's um, very important with any diet, especially weight loss or any type of fitness plan, is to have a fitness plan in place. And, uh, you know, we did a poll on that also, and number one came in at lean muscle building, and number two is cardio. Number three is yoga and high-intensity interval training, which I kind of thought was funny because those are like the two polar opposites of each other. That is interesting, right? <laughs> And last place with no votes is CrossFit. <clears throat>
2: I'm surprised, though, because I feel like CrossFit is just high-intensity interval training for the most part. So I'm surprised, like, I don't know, that in, my, in my interpretation of it. I mean, other than someone decided to throw a name on it copyright it and sell it it's just high intensity training so I'm surprised that people knocked on that but well
0: you know most of the people that are on that page right now are you know MMA boxers Muay Thai people so you know they're you know, we they have a we have our own, of, yeah. We a our own community. Get out of here, yeah. CrossFit! Exactly. You're <laughs> not right. one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, a lot of a lot of people I've heard that, that do CrossFit. You know, injuries are a huge thing because you're doing so many things that your body's just not supposed to do. You're, it's not designed to do. You know, lifting. You know, what five hundred pounds and carrying it across the room. You know, I don't understand that whole concept or why why. But some people love it, but you know I've heard yeah. there's a lot of energy, a lot of injuries involved in CrossFit.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I would defend not to, not that I want to get too much into a CrossFit debate, not that I'm like the world's biggest CrossFit consumer, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of it, especially for like Jiu Jitsu and MMA, because some of the workouts are so dynamic, and you need that long muscular endurance for like a long grappling match or something like that. I think it translates fairly well. But again, for me, CrossFit is just a brand of high-intensity interval training. That's how I look at That's it. it. Other yeah, than that, yeah. you just slap, you know, it's like, you know, your class is boxing, but maybe you turn it into the Stafford ass-kicking program. Yeah. You know, it's just boxing, but, you know, you threw a name on there, and now you're selling it on a DVD and selling it for
0: yeah, yeah, 20 I bucks you. a month. Right, uh, right.
2: But, yeah, I don't know. Not that I agree with everything that they sell or push, you know, but a lot yeah. of it I do, I do like. There's workouts from there I grab and I'll do.
1: There is some virtue to CrossFit because, like they, they have a functional aspect to CrossFit too, the building functional fitness. Right. I mean, and and I'm not referring to what what are those crazy pull-ups called that they do? uh, The kipping pull-ups. Yes. Yeah. I mean, those things are insane. They're kind of
2: weird. I think. I think. um, Again, this is just my interpretation. Is because it's in terms of a competition, Mm -hmm. like it's hard for you to have a pull-up competition without people wanting to cheat so they're like you know what screw it however you want to do the pull-up and so people started doing it like that yeah so it's a yeah. little weird i'm with you on that one so yeah. but go ahead sorry for
1: cutting you off. no no that was it yeah
0: yeah so you know lean muscle building that you know that's what i do and you know it's um for the lean muscle building you you know you go into the gym and you 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 don't look like the toughest guy in there for by any means because you know i sit at a bench press of 20 pounds on the bar you know, and I'll do 200 bench presses, you know, as opposed to doing five with as much weight as I can, um, you know, just getting that, that lean muscle. And I, and I found for me that lean muscle helps burn fat so much faster, um, mm. all the way around and then mixed in with the keto, you know, I'm getting all those proteins in order to feed those, those lean muscles in order to help burn the fat and. Um, you know, like, like we talked, you know, have, have a, everybody needs to have a plan and not every single plan is going to be right for everybody. Um, by any means, I mean, you know, cardio, I hate doing cardio. I think most people hate doing cardio that have to do cardio. Um, you know, if people enjoy doing cardio. It's because it's for their hobby and they just enjoy running or biking or whatever it might be. Um, I absolutely hate it, but it's a, it's a necessity that I have to do in order to, uh be able to do what I do in the gym and, uh, and in competition. So, um, but you know, I think that the most important thing that, uh, there, there's one, there's one important ingredient that has to be in every single diet and every single fitness plan. And that's discipline. And without that discipline, you know, you're not going to succeed at anything. Um, you know what What do you think what's your take on that clay
1: yeah I, I can't agree more i mean i saw a story uh that came up on cnn the other day that actually it it really made me angry um because it it was right after uh right after new year's and you know everyone's on the new year new me bandwagon um so they ranked i think it was like 15 or 20 different diets um and again, I I don't even like the the term diet. I think that you should find a way of eating that works for you, but um, or basically turning it into a lifestyle. But
2: yeah, I've had this battle <clears> before. It's yeah. like you know what, like right now, even though I'm not on a keto, I still have my diet. You know, it's just right. my way of eating. So I feel you. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Go yeah, ahead. <laughs> and
1: the, the that's that's what the most frustrating part of the article was. You'll see all sorts of diets, some including like Whole30 that we don't see much virtue in, um, are, are on the list. But, you know, consistently these ones that you pay a lot of money for are at the top of the list, like Weight Watchers and all these different plans. Um, and then keto, paleo, uh, a vegetarian diet, uh, vegan, it's all at the bottom of the list. And people say, "Oh well, it's not sustainable." The people that are writing the article and they, they have uh, board certified nutritionists, they say, "Oh well, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable." Well, that's because you don't actually have the discipline to do it. You're not developing the discipline to have a way of eating. You're. It's all stipulated that you're on on the fact that you're eventually going to quit and go back to a normal, terrible, standard American diet. Um and and that's that's what's frustrating
2: it is yeah and uh you know i feel like that a lot of that might be a little bit i don't know and maybe a little ignorance towards the diet i don't know i feel like that's kind of unfair though and i feel like again you had mentioned this earlier that they all have virtue it just depends on your own um you know preferences lifestyle and finding the right diet but like i like what you said way of eating that's going to work for you keep you healthy Looking good
0: yeah and you know that's going back to what we were talking about before about all the bias and you know the <laughs> ethics and what their, you know, well, what, what was their mo when they made that article you know yeah. who who is backing you know it, so you know you know, it, like you know George said earlier also you got to take all that kind of stuff with a grain of salt and you know you got to find what's right for you and you know make sure that you you, you never give up on trying to do mm-hmm. something. You know whether if it's some if it's something like the whole thirty. I did the whole thirty. Um, I I absolutely hated it. I did not lose a pound. I didn't feel any better. I didn't. Seems <laughs> like a lot yeah. of effort too. It, it's a ton of effort. You yeah. know, meal prepping, it, it, grocery shopping was a nightmare. It was so difficult because literally everything you picked up, if it wasn't a meat, a fresh meat from the butcher section, or the a vegetable or a fruit you had to look at the ingredients on it and you know, you'd be shocked that everything has soy in it and everything has added sugar. Everything has all these different little, these one little chemical that you're not allowed to have. Everything's got it in there for, you know, the preservation of the food. So, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to meal prep for that unless you like to just eat cold chicken breast, you know, all day long. Um, which, you know, is, is, you know, okay for some people and that's great. But, uh, you know, we you never know what who's who's behind all these articles and stuff. So you, you just got to find out what's right for you more than anything. I think.
1: But even like what you just said, there are a lot of these diets like that will make you conscious of what you're eating mm-hmm. beyond what it is on your plate. It'll they will make you think about all the added ingredients that you know they're not good for you. The mm-hmm. added sugar. You go out and you buy a bag of Jack Link's jerky it's got a bunch, it's got like 6 grams of added sugar to it.
0: Yeah. It's it's yeah, it is beef jerky.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. it's, like, it's good it's enough. Just, meat? Right. I thought, I thought it, was it was just dry meat. Right. it <laughs> says salt and pepper on it and yeah. it's like okay, why why did we need to add all the sugar to it? So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that reminds me of a story you were talking about um when we were talking earlier about your your trip to Europe and the the foods that they had there and how those things were processed as far as you know the European governments are so strict and so um, stringent on the, you know, GMOs and um, you know all of these additives. You know, uh, d- go ahead and remind me about that story when you went to Germany.
2: Yeah, were you are you favorable towards their foods or not favorable? I was very favorable. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, I I could back you on this one. Yeah, here.
1: so I totally went off my diet plan. This was like the this this was one of the few times I've stopped eating keto since I started eating keto. Um, I had to go to, uh, Hanover, Germany for a massive trade show. And I was there for, uh, I think, I believe eight days and I'm like, I don't care. You know, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to drink whatever I want. We're going out to these fancy places every night with customers. And, you know, the first night we go to this Italian joint in the middle of, you know, before I ever had yep, right any, any German food. Yeah. And, and, you know. Carboholics, you know I mean, we're we're eating bread And, and you just didn't feel like a fat Yeah, and The, the I'm next like, holy day, holy crap you're... Like, I don't feel bad after eating this Like I would back in the States, you know I have 100% yeah. the same story I went to Paris, France I was eating
2: nothing but bread and cheese And pasta yeah. And I felt great. I felt yeah. lean. Felt good. I didn't right. feel all sluggish and crappy. Yeah, um, like I would eating American the American equivalent.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with the uh, the GMO foods that we're eating, that are uh, putting these added things in our body that we are that our body's reacting to that we don't even necessarily understand uh, how it reacts to them on a daily basis. Wow. Um, and and a lot of people don't put any thought. I have asked some of my friends who I know have dietary issues that don't stick to any sort of plan. I've said, and it sounds stupid, but get a notebook and write down how you feel after you've eaten a specific meal. Like, how do you feel after you've eaten that pizza? You know, uh, I've had friends with during or after yeah. After, no, after. Well, about, about twenty minutes after. <laughs> yeah. About twenty to thirty minutes after. How do you feel after you're eating that food? You know, um, I I know people that that shouldn't be eating dairy. You know, they but they're like, okay, I'm going to take a lactate or whatever those whatever the pills are that you know allow you to eat that and you know not get sick. Huh. Uh, Sounds. You know, oh yeah, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to shovel this buffalo chicken dip in, and I'll just you know take a pill and it's going to be all better. Um but really they have no idea what those pills are doing to them cuz they're taking them every day. Uh they have no idea how screwed up their gut is and they but they've never put any thought into it. They've never put any thought into the long-term consequences of how they're eating and what they're putting into their body. Well.
0: Yeah. And you know I use I use my fitness pal. Yeah. It's a good way know, to track. I, I did that
2: for a while. I think the lead saver was us.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, I've, I've got a woman that I do personal training with right now and she's overweight and she has trouble. She can't figure out why she's not losing weight. She says she diets. She says she does this and that. And I told her to get this MyFitnessPal app. And I said, be you, and the, the one thing that you have to do, if you t- do that, my, you have to be honest with yourself yep. and you can't, you know, you, you can lie to the fitness pal, but you're just lying yep. to yourself. You know, um, you know, I, I found this out. Um, you know, I had her do this for a little while and tell her, like, if you put an M&M in your mouth, you chew it and you swallow it, put that one M&M into MyFitnessPal. And, you know, over the course of a day, you see that she had a pack of M&M's. And then later on, she had a sandwich with Wonder Bread. And it's like, you know, you start to, and you can break it down. You can start, you know, I can, I, you can actually show it to somebody of, okay, instead of this, what could you have had? You know, you could have had, you know, if you wanted to have a sandwich with the peanut butter, you could have had, you know, um, apple with the peanut butter instead of the Wonder Bread. You know, you replace these things and you can start actually showing people, um, exactly, you know, what, what you've eaten, how you can replace it and how you can improve, um, your diet.
1: Yep.
2: So when it comes to lifestyle, um, I was doing intermittent fasting before it was ever cool, and I think it's just because I generally don't feel a desire to eat breakfast all the time, so I generally just wait till later in the day to start eating. Um, Is there uh, validity in intermittent fasting and working out with an empty stomach? What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, there's, um, and I don't have any of the studies in front of me, but there are, uh, there can be advantages to working out without eating breakfast. I personally, I love to lift in the morning before I go to work uh, on an empty stomach. It's, and, and, you know, I was talking to Ryan earlier today. Uh, I fast before I come. I, I don't come to the gym and I don't come to Sunday open mat uh, with any food in my stomach. I usually right. Fast. I was saying yeah. Saturdays when I come yeah. in and do
2: all the practices, yeah, I don't eat. Like, I don't eat right. till like 3 o'clock sometimes, yeah. yeah. Right,
1: right. Yeah, there's um, there are advantages to it. There have been plenty of studies that suggest that it's uh, it can really help people with sugar problems manage their uh, manage their blood sugar. Um, there's no the three meal a day thing is a social construct. That's not a, a dietary necessity to be eating from really the time you wake like up. That? Yeah. It's there's, there's, just been ingrained in my brain since I was a little kid.
2: Yeah, right, three meals right. a day, right? Yeah, yeah. You
1: don't, you don't need three meals a day. Um, you don't. There, there's a, there's a construct that says that you need a certain number of carbs, you need a certain number of protein, and you need a certain amount of fat, um, and that varies with all these diets. Um, like I said before, you need to find what works for you. Maybe. You need breakfast. Maybe that's just what you need to get going in the morning. Experiment with it, you know. But you don't need three meals a day. There, you could very easily work uh, within a window, within an eating window that works for you. Um, I think intermittent fasting is great for losing weight, regardless of how you're eating, uh, because when I when I was eating a low carb, high protein diet, I was just like voraciously eating all the time. Because I'm, you know, I'm doing what people say that you're supposed to do. I'm having my snacks, you know, I'm having my three snacks and my three meals a day. So you're constantly spiking your blood sugar, which is triggering all the hormones in your body that tell you that you're hungry. And, you know, but you're still trying to stick to these little like 200 calorie meals and you're never satiated. You're never full. So for some people, that's a big problem. Other people can do that no problem, and they can stay under, say, that two thousand calorie threshold, and they don't, you know, they don't have any problems. They go to the gym, and but for certain people like me, that's a huge issue. You, you know, you could eat very healthy and stay under your calorie goals, and then you blow it on the weekend or something like that. Um, it's important to come up with habits that you can maintain.
2: Right?
0: Yeah, and then, you know, and that you know, you talk about you blowing it on the weekend and. Um, you know, some of these diets, you you don't you don't have that even that flexibility to do that. With keto, you know, once you get into ketosis, all it takes is that brownie, yep, <laughs> and it'll blast yeah. you right out of ketosis. A banana. Yeah, yeah. A banana. Yeah. yeah, I mean something. Bananas. <laughs> bananas, <their laughs> bananas are so high in yeah. sugar, though, that'll it'll, it'll it'll throw your body out of whack, and you know you lose that your body your your body chemistry changes to the point where. You know, when you're in ketosis, your body isn't reaching for carbohydrates to burn as energy; it's looking for fats. Yeah. And when you introduce that cheat day and you throw those carbs back in you, your body just automatically reverts back. And you got to spend all that time getting back through keto and the keto flu and all these things that you know that are they're problematic. But I'm, you know, some of them you can cheat on, and some of them you can't. But I'm,
2: I'm generally like a 80, 20 guy. I don't I don't follow the strict diet plan. I just try to the majority of my decisions to be, you know, nutrient dense foods. Mm. And then I feel like, you know, but I mean, then again, I'm a pretty active guy, so I could probably cheat a little bit more, but, uh, yeah. yeah, as long as I feel like if I'm eating healthy, most of the time I could, you know, yeah. have, when someone has that cheesecake, I could have the cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, so. yeah. Right.
0: And, and, you know, we, we talked, you know, people that are in those caloric deficits and trying to, you know, cut down weight, it takes, 3,500 calories, and you need to be deficient by 3,500 calories to lose one pound. Right. Um, and that, you know, that's over a course of time, not a, in the course of a day. But, you know, you can, if you're doing caloric deficiency and you talked about cheesecake, you can have a cheesecake at the end of your meal if you go to the gym and you burn 1,500 calories, right. you know, right. and you work your butt off and you can get yourself in that caloric deficit. You don't have to be a strict, you know, regimen follower 100% of the time when you do some of these diets. You know, you can have the
2: cheesecake, complete. but you got you to earn your next meal. It, yeah, yeah, you got to
0: earn it somewhere. You know, you're either at the gym burning it off or like you are saying, you know, you're not going to have, you're, you're done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't eat anymore.
1: And that cheesecake, that piece of cheesecake is going to affect different people in different ways. Mm. But, right. you know, so saying that you can have that piece of cheesecake, I, you know, I'd probably find knowing my body I'd probably react just fine to it. But, you know, not everybody's that way. Some people are gonna to react to the dairy differently. Some people are gonna to react to the sugar differently. Some people can't have it at all, you know. Right, yeah.
2: I'm lucky, I'm not too sensitive. My wife on the other hand, she's sensitive to like everything. Which was weird because when we went to Europe, she could eat all those foods over there and she was fine. Her yeah. stomach wasn't upset and yeah, wild. She wouldn't touch any of that over here, yeah. over there. she. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim, you brought up something that I um, last time we were talking. You brought up something that I totally forgot about. The even M and M's and that kind of stuff overseas. There are a lot of governments that don't allow foods to have the the different uh, the uh, additives, the additives, and the coloring oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. That, Absolutely. That, that I mean, that all affects that all affects
0: your body. Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, yeah. even Coca Cola or Sprite. Is it tastes different. It tastes completely different. When we were in Ireland, in London, I remember, you know. I can't wait to
2: try that now. I never even thought of that because I don't drink a lot of pop. Oh, it's com- I would like yeah. to
0: try it, though, because I. Because there's no high fructose corn syrup yeah. in the stuff. It's all natural cane sugar. I mean, it's natural stuff. And they the governments don't allow these things. You know, those GMOs that, you know, and the wheat that we have, you know. Um, we don't have, they, they don't allow it. You know, we and want
2: we want Coca Cola to be billionaires, so they we can just put whatever and they we want, there.
0: and we want the health industry to make all their money
1: <laughs> yeah. on trying to get you thin yeah. too. No, we yeah. need to get, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll Jack yeah. your insurance yeah. up, but let's go. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely, yeah. yeah, We've been talking about supplements kind of throughout, um, but we didn't really kind of pinpoint um, any one specific thing that we, you know we we in, like taking. Um, and Clay, when I was talking to you earlier, you had mentioned something about collagen proteins.
1: Yeah, um, this actually came out of uh, necessity. I had a sort of a freak thing that happened just drilling in jiu-jitsu. Um, I just randomly had this bicep tendon thing snap in my arm. So it hmm. resulted in uh, some tennis elbow for me. Um, and it was just excruciating. I mean, I had just my, my backpack that basically just has my ghee and a water bottle in it, I was having a really hard time lifting it. It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was really put a damper on my game for a while there. But again, like I mentioned earlier, you have to take some initiative and uh, and figure out what you need to recover, um, what you need to supplement your body with, what you uh, what sort of workouts you should be doing. Um, I did that I went to the doctor and they basically told me that uh, oh yeah just stop training for a while and it'll get better Um, so I started doing some research on the internet and uh, everybody on the internet tells you not to uh, take it easy and that there are uh, workouts and and different training exercises that you can do to build that back up and not lose too much strength in your arms yeah Um, so I did that but there was one supplement that I came across that was instrumental in my recovery, um, and that was Dr. Axe uh, Collagen Protein. Um, there are several good brands on the market, but that's the one that I, I stick to because they have a lot of great flavors and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's great when you find a supplement that when you have an injury, like a tendon injury, you notice it working within a couple days. days. Uh, you know, some people take, you know, you take your vitamin D, you take your fish oil, you take this, that, and the other thing. Um, and it doesn't really make a difference in your day. You never really realize that it, that it ever changed anything um, or that it's doing anything. Uh, but that was not the case with this particular um, supplement, especially when you're injured and you know that you need it. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend everybody getting some collagen protein in supplementing that. Not too much, obviously, but um, supplementing with collagen. Collagen actually makes up 90 some percent of all your connective tissue. It's all of your skin. Um, So it's one of the most abundant proteins in your body. So these collagen peptides are used to build the proteins in your body.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I've got I've, I gotta look into that because, you know, catching mitts for Logan and Eric and some of these, these big boys that are hitting i just my elbows are so jacked up and shoulders are so jacked up. So I take fish oil. Um it it it's nothing, you know, to write home about. Mm. Um but you know, that's one of those things that I didn't know anything about it, but definitely something I need to look into because I've got that I've got those same kind of issues at tennis elbow, that just that constant pounding. And those you know, joints just moving in directions they shouldn't move um so yeah i gotta check those out and there was um what, what else do you take i mean we talked about bcaas a little bit um but uh, you know i take those for recovery um you know just make sure there's no sugars added into it and excess garbage you know you can get cheap stuff um you know spend a little bit more money you're putting it in your body to make yourself healthy you spend a little bit extra money and getting this good stuff what else uh, what other kind of things i know that you know, you mentioned no protein on the, um, cause you've already got the keto diet, you've already got high enough levels of protein. What else do you, what else do you like to take?
1: Um, I, I, like you mentioned, the fish oils are great. Um, I typically take a, a carnitine capsule every morning, um, which helps the metabolism of fat. Um, I love some of the amino acids that are available on the market really conveniently in capsules. Uh, there is arginine and citrulline that are great for circulation. Uh, I've noticed that, um, it's definitely made a difference in my grappling game, just when you're really under pressure. Um, and, uh, and when I'm just lifting too, it's, it's basically like taking a nitrous oxide booster. So, Mm. um, it really helps your circulatory system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Marv Williams got me turned on to, um, potassium magnesium and calcium pills um especially being on keto it's getting potassium's tough um potassium and potassium helps build muscle with you know we go back to that lean muscle building thing you know potassium it helps with that and the weirdest thing about potassium i found is you know everyone says well you eat bananas for potassium well if you're on keto you can't even look at a banana because it's got so much sugar in it um but Um, to get a potassium supplement is so difficult in order to get a hundred percent of what is recommended daily it's it's uh, potassium supplements you get i think the most i've ever seen would give you maybe like five milligrams of potassium it was nothing you know you need thousands you know and you you know you take a whole bottle you still wouldn't be there i just never understood that why they don't have they don't up that but the potassium, calcium, magnesium pills seem to help me a lot with, um, you know, cramping, um, you know, things like that because you know, and, and water, water is another fantastic supplement. I think, you yeah. know, if you don't have that, you don't flush everything out of your system, you know, that you're not going to have a whole lot of success either.
1: Right. And, and, and you bring up a great, uh, a great point with those capsules. I use those as well. First thing in the morning. Um, one of the things that i also utilize is a uh, sugar-free uh electrolyte drink mix Mm. that you can just take a quick scoop of put it in your water it's great to start your day off with Mm. um make sure it it just make sure that you're hydrated right off right off the bat as soon as you start your day drink that drink some water and you're you're you know that you're going to be hydrated at least for the morning yeah um it's great before uh training in martial arts working out um the, the key is sugar free for me. Uh, I Mm -hmm. just don't, there are some with a few carbs and that kind of stuff, but, um, lots of different drink mixes on Amazon. Uh, you'll notice a huge difference if you just know that you're, um, if you just know that you're hydrated, uh, shout out to Warren Hooper who was also, uh, in a, in a competition over the weekend. Um, I was there just kind of helping him out there for support. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave him. Uh, he's like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to drink anything. I don't want it to mess up my stomach or anything. And I'm like, trust me. Have he was starting to get gassed. Mm. You know, I mean, he he was already several several matches deep and, you know, training in a ghee heavy. You're losing water. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm like, trust me. Just put some of this in your water bottle. Drink it. And you know he's like, oh, you know, oh, that that actually did make a difference. You know, he's yeah. like, I'm not cramping up and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I know, it really,
0: <laughs> it really helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny little things like that make a huge, such a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was a good conversation, uh, Clay. Thanks for hanging out and talking with us. George, it's always a pleasure. George's uh George's our MMA coach at Revolution Fight Fitness and our catch wrestling coach. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, I believe I did contact Sean Doherty who you're having leg lock seminar with on January twenty fifth and hoping to have him on our next podcast.
2: That would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you said you were gonna have like you were gonna invite me to call in on that.
0: Oh definitely. You yeah, you're the you're the man with with the plan with all that stuff so you you have you run that whole damn interview all right cool you don't want you don't want this stand-up guy talking about catch you anyway. yeah. can you punch him <laughs> there no. yeah you can't I'll punch from there I'm, uh, i've lost interest yeah, i'm
1: excited that's gonna be a great seminar
0: and um clegg what do you have coming up
1: um just training consistently uh i'm planning on doing a couple of competitions in february if i can um, but uh yeah just getting myself ready for that just Gonna do some Shark Tanks in our open mat. So, there you go. Um, Next week I'm in, and I'm gonna plan on, uh, you know, sharing some more information on our uh, new Revolution Nutrition page that we posted on, that we created on Facebook too. So awesome. Um, hopefully we can all kind of get the creative juices flowing and discussion. So
0: yeah, you have to watch out for. We've got some people on there that are very adamant about their diets. Um <laughs> so what that it's the only way It's the only way I, I, I'm not gonna call any names out but you know yeah. if, no, if you like I like
2: to keep an open mind towards anything and like you
0: mentioned Absolutely. there's no
2: cookie cutter way everyone's right. different everyone's got different yeah. lifestyles everyone's body reacts differently so there's
1: no cookie cutter way there's right. no one diet so right. yeah so yeah. for people that were gonna listen in and, and try to find a you know a <laughs> solution for all their. For all their nutritional problems you're not gonna get that you do need to figure out what's right for you yep um, aside from some basic supplementation that, that you can uh, work into your routine that will better anybody's uh, nutritional needs
0: yeah and hope- hopefully we're gonna do that with that page where everybody can kind of get ideas from everybody else and um, you know just even if you're having issues you know you look up the pages on Facebook uh, revolution fitness and nutrition you know, if you have questions, ask ask away. I mean it's it's better than, you know, starting out and going to pay somebody, you know, thousands of dollars. I mean it it's really this is not that difficult. It, it it's hard to do, it's hard to have the discipline to follow through with this stuff, but to find a plan that's gonna work for you in your lifestyle and everything, it's really not that difficult. I mean it, it can be easy. Um, it's just some people just try to complicate it to the point where it's almost impossible <laughs> to do. Right. You know. So, and it, as far as the gym goes, um, we've got so much stuff coming up. We were actually busy every month.
2: Yeah, 2020 it, really escalated quickly. When quickly. we were talking about it. while. Wow. Yeah. And we, <laughs> and we didn't
0: really, It's it snuck up on me because, you know, at the end of our classes, you know, we say what's coming up and who's fighting and <laughs> deep, who's deep, doing deep this. now. And then it's like, I got to stop class five minutes early now so I could start talking about everything we got coming up. Um, you know, on January 25th. Uh, we have Sean Dougherty coming in to do a catch wrestling leg lock seminar uh, from, was it, 12.30 to 3.30, right? Yeah. $40. Three um, hours. We have an event, three hours of nothing but leg locks, um, so come in and up your game with that. We have an event page for that, so um, take a look, there's uh, information on how to get registered for that there. Uh, February, we've got Oliver uh, fighting at Kincaid's downtown. And that's his debut for boxing. Corey Dalton is, he is signed, right? He's signed, yeah. He's signed. So February 22nd, Corey's going to be entering the cage for his debut. Um, And that's in, that's the one in Maslin, right? I think so, yes. Yeah. And then in March, uh, Knockout Wood, we're looking to have Logan uh, back in the cage um, at the Arnold. And then, did I hear that you were. I was thinking about doing, yeah, if
2: Logan gets on there, it's. Might as well. If i I keep talking about doing jiu-jitsu competition. So yeah. Logan's gonna be down there fighting. I might as well do the uh, grappling tournament that morning. That'd be awesome. I think that would yeah, a lot of
0: people like to see you competing again. Um, then let me see. So that would be March. Then April twenty fourth, Nikolai is gonna be at the MGM um, Hard Rock um, back in the cage. He's two and one and looking to add another win to that. That's such uh, a great venue to fight at. It is. That was Yeah, it's a cool place. I remember when we were there for Eric's fight, and we were in the back room waiting for Eric to walk out, and Stipe walked by, and we were sitting there. It was right after his Cormier fight. Oh,
2: right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he was telling us about that fight. And it was, that was kind of cool, just sitting there, just kind of shooting the shit with Stipe before yeah, Eric's walking. Eric's pacing back and forth, <laughs> nervous, and <laughs> we're just laughing and joking with Yeah. Eh, mm-hmm. You know, not, nothing. Just a regular night, you know. Um, so that's April. May, we've got... Actually, I'm fighting on May 15th. Um, that's for a title. Um... Nice. I didn't know so, it was a title fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so i am been working to cut the weight for that right now. And then in June... we got we've, the tie guys. June, yeah, we got a lot of guys going up to Iowa. We've got Quinton, Tristan, Juice, and Russ uh, looking to go up to Iowa to compete. I believe it's Rev Gear who holds that tournament. Um... So they're going to be up there for that, and then we're going to have to sprinkle Eric in there somewhere. Um, hopefully, get him something. Yeah, his confidence in that time is growing. His
2: time is getting back, so I
0: I'm yeah. imagine he's going to be ready here. Yeah, he had an injury. He was nursing for a while, and uh, yeah, he, he's been up there quite a bit now, and he's been working. Him and Logan. Logan's like going nuts though. He's right. like a caged tiger right now. We got to get him. We've got to get him something. I mean, yeah. we had an incident on Monday. A little, little. Some guys running their mouths, and at Logan started drooling. I thought he was going to go over there. <laughs> he just wanted to get involved. <laughs> so yeah, we got to get him, uh, get him in. And uh, I think that's about all we have going on right now, which is a that's ton, it, huh? But that's it. That's it. So. Um, well, if
1: anybody hasn't tried George's uh, catch wrestling class, that's well, thank you, Clay. I know for I know for one thing that's been uh, compared to other forms of grappling training I feel like it's bringing a different intensity yes so, thank you yeah,
2: for recognizing yeah. that I just I love, I love the level of attack um where it's the I, I don't like I'm all about position and being sound and balanced but I sometimes like being a wrestler you know you need to be on the attack or they'll get you though you get it's a penalty it's stalling right. you know and jiu-jitsu there's a, like sometimes it's a little slow sometimes yep. people are a little too patient or catch wrestling it you know it's like hey let's make it happen you know let's catch what catch can you know let's make it happen let's go yeah
1: you know? well and that's that's where i've been too training jujitsu uh sometimes me being a white belt uh i'm getting really comfortable with my defensive stances and you know i i need to bring a new aggressiveness and uh, new um, speed to my game and i feel like the catch wrestling class does that it's helping me become a little bit more aggressive and you know not just
0: defending myself right so, excellent
1: Yeah, well, thank you brother. i appreciate it
0: awesome well the next time we talk to you hopefully um we'll have george and sean Dockerty talking here in the next couple weeks and um going from there right on man lfg baby peace